Hi, and welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the interview with the marriage counselor episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so that they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. In this special episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, I go on the road to catch up with a very wise and pretty amazing marriage counselor asking a lot of questions about men in relationship. I invite you to stick around, relax, keep an open mind, and hopefully you'll learn some valuable lessons about being in relationship. Enjoy. Today I'm on location with marriage counselor Arlene Foreman sitting on the back porch of her lovely home, looking at her lovely garden, hearing the birds, feeling the breeze. And I feel like I'm Oprah and it's uh, Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> uh, and Arlene's been a marriage counselor for how long? <laughs> Too long. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Uh, and certainly has been a, a big influence of mine. I uh, consider you as a, as a mentor. And I'm so grateful to have you here today to talk about men and relationship, which is my focus, of course. At the risk of gender stereotyping, you know, I think about that book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. <laughs> have you noticed any differences working with men versus women in relationship counseling? You know, the title always bothered me because it's not been my experience in all the years that I've worked and I don't know where he got his research, but the clearest example is when I lead a group, everybody's the same. Mm. Everybody is vulnerable, taking risks, sharing who they are, supporting other people, and I don't, I can't tell you men are doing it better than women who's doing it better or just the people that have been there long enough to learn the skills and be really good at it. And everybody learns it and the same. Well, I imagine a lot of people are, are surprised to hear that. Yeah. Well, what my clients will tell me over and over is in group they're safe. Mm. Well, what does that tell you? That society doesn't really do this. Society doesn't provide a safe place to be who I really am. And what society has done is, from very young, stereotype boys and girls. Mm -hmm. We've got that little boy and that little girl inside of us when we're 45. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's still running our lives. That's because we were taught that, not because we are so genetically different. So that seems to be the, the issue, is getting away from those stereotypes. Right, because I'm going to tell you again, in group, they're all the same. Well, how do you explain that? Well, they tell me because they feel safe. And it sounds like it's about vulnerability. I I'm, I'm feel safe to be vulnerable, vulnerable right. whereas I may not be that way out here in society. Well, or even and, in relationship. Right, and see, what will happen in group is somebody will say something and another person doesn't like what they're saying, but they're afraid to say it. But what they learn in group, that if you say it, 
somebody will support you in your point of view. Mm -hmm. and, and the person that you said it to will get somebody to support them in their point of view. So you see, everybody has got a point of view, everybody's respected and accepted, and then people feel free to say what they need to say. And I'm thinking about being in a relationship where if you're both committed to that, then you create that safe space between the two of you. Even if you may disagree, at least you provide a safe place to be yourself. Exactly. Right. So what have you found to be the biggest issue uh, men have about their spouse or their partner? You know the way I'm going to answer it. Who makes the initial phone call? It's either the women or the men do it because the woman made them do it. Right. <laughs> and I ponder on why is that? But what I get from the men, this is a difference and you'll see it in toddlers. Women are more articulate. And because women are more articulate, they're better at telling their husband what's wrong with them than the husband telling her what's wrong with her. So they're afraid to come into a session because she's just going to rattle off all the things wrong with him. And he's just not aware of how to express that. Right. Yeah. He sees it as her having the advantage and then that may, may even cause him to be more... Withdrawn. withdrawn. Shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see that. So are there miscon any misconceptions that men have about women in relationship and, and vice versa? My experience is they don't pay much attention to gender. They're mostly with issues. Mm -hmm. And I'm mostly looking for the pattern of the, the way they speak and how it's making them closer while they're problem solving or driving them further away. Mm -hmm. But rarely do I hear, it's because she's a woman, she acts that way, not much. It kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's, it's our own conception that we have based on our upbringing or societies. It's on the culture. How right? we're programmed, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. Yeah, you know, boys don't cry and girls are good girls and they obey. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of talk about masculinity and bringing it back and all this, and that is seen as toxic masculinity. Um, what challenges do you see with toxic masculinity in a relationship? I think it's a breeding ground for abuse. Mm. And see, there's toxic femininity, which teaches women to endure. So it's like both sides of the same coin. Right. And when a man is stuck in toxic uh, masculinity, he doesn't take care of himself because that's not cool either. Right. It goes against his masculinity in his, right. mind, in his mind. He doesn't go to the doctor for a checkup. Right. Guess why men die younger than women? You know why? Because yeah. they don't go to the doctor. And then the woman is, uh, I would think, afraid at some level to say anything because well because she's taught not to yeah she's taught to endure and what's lost is if you look at language there is no masculine or feminine it, we create these words it's like what am i supposed to do when i'm feminine or what if i'm gay and i'm mas masculine what is that Mm -hmm. And how, what's that have to do with who I am inside? 
Right, and there's usually a spectrum of masculinity and femininity within all of us. Well, I would say get rid of the whole spectrum. Let <laughs> people alone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am who I am in the moment. Right. Why do you have to pigeonhole me? Yeah, like so what? What difference does it make? Let's yeah. just let's just live in love with each other. You know? Right. And you know, you mentioned with this toxic masculinity and you know the potential of abuse. In your experience, how common is it that men share about being abused in relationships? Rarely, and rarely do the women share about being abused. They don't conceptualize it as being abused. Neither one of them. Right. I need to tell them and then they're shocked. And you know, I have a saying, Bill, and it's understanding paves the way to abuse. And what that means is you just gave me a dirty look and I understand that you're tired and you had a hard day and you didn't mean anything. And what I really needed to do was slow down, go inside and see what that was like for me mm -hmm. and say, Bill, that expression on your face, you may not be aware of what you just did, but I saw it as demeaning and I'm hurting from it. Yeah. So it's needing that awareness, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. You, say. you know, once I got the concept of no stories. Meaning? Just making up stories about something rather than saying I hurt. Right, right. Well, then I began to see that that's the foundation of abuse. He makes up stories that give him the right to hurt her. And she buys the stories. That she deserves it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that game can be played on and on and on right. until the relationship just... Right. And then when I say no stories, the only thing that's left is I feel I need, which is real. Which is a big challenge, too. Yeah. Which is vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable. Which and is not masculine. Yeah, I, I saw this guy, it was last year, but uh, I mentioned it in one of my videos. Real, you know, masculine looking guy, and he had this t-shirt on that says, vulnerability is the new sexy. He's right. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it is for women. Yeah. That's how women see men. They love men to be vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I get a lot, Arlene, from the clients that I see, that women are upset about their partner or their spouse watching porn, you know, and the men don't think it's that big a deal. What's your take on that? It might not be a big deal for the men, but my experience is if a woman finds out that her husband is watching porn and he didn't tell her, she found out, her brain, her nervous system, her body reacts as though he were having an affair. Mm. And both of them are knocked off balance because he's saying, why are you making such a big deal about it? And she's saying, I don't know what's the matter with me. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I don't know who I am anymore. I lost my own self-worth and sense of myself. And you say, just because he's doing porn? Yes, mm. just because he's doing porn. And it's making me think, what if the man says, I'm watching porn? And that's the way it's going to be? Or just that he, he tells her without her, without being covert about it, he's just open with it. Well, now we have a problem to be solved. 
or is it an un Gottman says we all have, and Gottman is a marriage theorist. Right. He says we all have unsolvable problems that we just live with. Mm. So it becomes her choice. Does she want to live with an unsolvable problem or she says, I will not stay married to you if you continue the porn. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. So it comes down to choice at that point. Right. Yeah. Wait, and I'm going to add there, that's not a choice because we're screaming and fighting with each other. It's a choice because we're quiet. I get a sense of who you are and your need to watch porn and your explanation of it. Mm -hmm. And I get to sense the effect on me. And I want to stay focused on learning how to accept your porn and heal my trauma or it violates my values and I'm not living that way. I get to choose. Mm -hmm. Very good. So I'm going to wrap things up here, Arlene, with what's the biggest piece of advice you would give men who are struggling in relationships? You know what I'm going to say, Bill? His job is to act in a way that you want to hang out with me. Is everything. Because what's the purpose of anything I do with you and you want to run away? Sometimes what it is, is you wanted me to do the dishes. I'll do the dishes. Mm -hmm. right. I do the dishes, uh, and by the way, men, men who do the dishes have more sex. Well, I do a lot of dishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, glad we're uh, wrapping this up uh, on a lighthearted note. Arlene, thank you so much for spending this time with me, uh, allowing me here at your beautiful home and this wonderful atmosphere. Um, I wish you continued success and I hope we get to talk again. Well, Bill, I appreciate the opportunity to share with you and for everybody that listens what I know about how to make a relationship a love affair. That's what it's all about. And thank you for giving me that opportunity. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the interview with the marriage counselor episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. Thank you for listening and taking the time to learn and grow to be a better you in relationship. And as always, if you have any challenges in your relationship you need help with or any feedback or suggestions for the show, you want to get on my email list, just email me at Bill at pathways2livingwell.com. That's bill at pathways2livingwell.com. Please join me for the next episode where I tell you how the simple act of appreciation can have an amazing impact on your relationship. Coming up on the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the appreciation episode. And until then, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.